podcast that you're listening to is being presented to you with the cooperation of the SJ Network. If you're a person who needs a publicist and you want to appear on podcasts, contact Stephen Joyner at s-j-network.com. Let's get on with the show. Dudley, did you know that in addition to modeling and acting, today's guest, Reese Brown, also boxes? What a coincidence. I was once a boxer as well, but I gave it up. What happened? Did it get too rough for you? It certainly did. I mean, how many times can a person possibly fall into a box? Attention, Rebels of the Show Pollution. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We would like to give you a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial simply by heading to www.audibletrial.com Sherpa. There are over 180,000 titles of audiobooks and podcasts, including this one, to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And now, the one and only Mr. Bruce will lead you into the Sherpa chalet. As a reminder, any complaints about the jokes performed on the show will likely be funnier than the actual jokes. Coming to you from Sherpa Chalet in beautiful downtown Mount Podcastia, it's time for entertainment interviews in the Sherpa screening room. Grab an aisle seat and a bucket of popcorn, but don't crunch too loud or you'll miss the show. Now, here's your host, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. You are listening to the Sherpa Screening Room. It is a presentation of Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts and so much more. And this is so much more. (laughs) Hello there, and I am Jim, the podcast Sherpa. If you've never met me before, it's me, the Prince of Podcastia, the Duke of Bad Jokes, and your host for this very podcast. And we get to talk to someone who is an aspiring actor and is also a model. His name is Reese Brown down in South Carolina. We had a really interesting chat. I like the way Reese handles these questions. You know, sometimes you hear the words to describe someone wise beyond their years. Well, Reese is probably young enough to be my son, and he is definitely wise beyond his years. And I like what he had to say about acting and the roles that he's been handed and the way that his life has been going. Really fascinating guy. Believe it or not, we started off our conversation talking about our encounters with witches. (laughs) Have a listen, folks, to my chat with Reese Brown. Hello there, Rebels of the Sherp Pollution. We are here in the screening room with an up-and-coming actor that you will probably be seeing on the small screen. In the very near future, we're keeping our fingers crossed. He's coming to us from the lovely state of South Carolina. His name is Reese Brown, and he's here to let us get to know him. Welcome to the show, Reese. Awesome. Awesome, Jim. Such a pleasure. Great to be a part of the Sherpa. It's amazing. (laughs) Awesome. It's a privilege to be here. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. We're glad to have you here, too. Now... You were telling me we were both actually having a conversation about encounters with witches, <laughs> which is kind of an interesting way to start off a conversation. I, I think there's such a there's such a, a a very odd, almost even negative stigmatism with that. But uh, my particular encounter was actually one that was quite pleasant, almost uh, sexy, if you if you will. Okay. I was seduced, so that was basically my whole 
whole premise <laughs> on it. And you said that she was actually giving you a lot of pointers in your life that really, a, a lot of you was spot on with what she was saying about, about your life to come and everything like that. Yeah, so uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, when people think of witches, you know, they think about the, the giant ball, this orb, and they're looking into your future like a like a sadistic psychic in a sense. Actually, it's the complete opposite. Uh, she doesn't, you know, read palms. Uh, she's not breaking out no Ouija board. Um, actually, she's a very uh, um, spiritually led and uh, ambitious individual. Um, <clears throat> but she's very grounded in a sense of, the energy that you create and the, uh, the people that you surround yourself with and, uh, the way that you embrace yourself and the way that you embrace others has a huge, very, very huge impact and a decisive factor on, you know, how your day to day, week to week, year to year, so on and so forth is, is going to be. So it really wasn't so much of what I thought was like fortune telling more so than it was of just being accountable and perceptive of your actions. Okay. And so once I kind of started to, you know, really clue into that. Cause me at that point, I was just winging it, you know, whatever happens happened, you know, let the chips fall where they may kind of person. And she started to really help me be a bit more dignified in my choices and the type of life that I wanted to live, but not so much of who I wanted to be more so than what I wanted to be. And that's kind of how she, she, she guided me in that two year brief period that we had. Cause I had to end up asking, I was like, you know, are you a witch? And she looked at me, she had this smile and she's like, Yes. And I was like, that's nice to know. You know, it's <laughs> very nice to know. It's good information to have. <laughs> All right. I was like, usually this is tell, this is what you tell somebody on the first date, but I kind of felt like we skipped past that whole process and we were just immediately, you know, in a very uh, awesome friendship. One that I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life. That's, that's definitely for sure. Were you acting when you were a, a younger kid? When, when, did, did you get into acting back then? Were you in like school plays and stuff like that? Or did you just kind of say like, nah, you, were you more into like sports and things like that? I was definitely more into sports. Uh, you know, growing up from the age of five to I'd say about 16, 17, very much into football. Uh, I loved boxing. Uh, literally anything that was full contact, physical, that was me. I really didn't get uh, serious about this until the age of 17. And once I did that, I went to various casting calls. Kind of my, 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 uh, my breaking into this wasn't uh, as traditional as it was for most people. Um, I went through all the ins and the outs of all of these, uh, what some people would consider to be scams in a sense. But it's one of those things too, if you're really dedicated to it, you really have a passion for it, you kind of, end up figuring out a way to filter out the bad stuff and you kind of get to the grit and you come into contact with people that really do this and take it serious. And from there, that's where your journey starts. Yeah, that's, that is true. I, I know uh, all too often you get the, uh, those, those ads, you know, Oh, we'll put you in TV and we'll put you in commercials. And the only person that's really making money are the people who are putting those ads out and, you know, you, you kind of end up on, you know, <laughs> on a DVD in somebody's drawer somewhere. <laughs> right and you're, you're lucky if you make it that far because you know for the most part you uh you end up with some really really nice uh headshots and maybe a comp card and maybe one or two contacts that really can't get you anywhere outside your front door mm -hmm. you know so it's just it's, it's just one of those one of those things but um 
I don't really like to uh, consider myself a, uh, a starving artist. More of the one of that is just, you know, striving and still producing and creating really good work, meaningful work. Um, as I said before, you know, this, the, the acting realm of things is just a different art medium more so than anything else. And uh, the, the challenges that come with it uh, can be very frustrating and difficult, but it's a very, very rewarding life to live if if you're one that's you know uh incredibly dedicated to it um because you, you you get to learn so much and meet so many people and uh you discover so much more about yourself uh in in, in the process of, of learning and going through the critiques and you know the the connections and the heartbreak and the at times the horror but also the the motivation and the grind and the uh the, the sense of self-worth that comes with it you know so in in, in a sense it's any and everything that I've ever wanted to do. It's, it's amazing because of this, I'm able to be here, you know, speaking, having a good conversation and breaking some bread with you, Jim, <laughs> you know, so shout out to the Sherpa baby. <laughs> you know, we're, we're an audio podcast and I'm noticing that behind you hanging on a wall is a pair of boxing gloves. Yes, sir. So, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you, you saying that, you know, you love boxing and you love football and those are two sports that really, uh, they require a really good sense of coordination because you have to know how to move and quickly, you know, in, in, in multiple directions and everything like that. Now, knowing that, do you think that helped you when you got into like modeling and acting? In a, in a physical standpoint, I, I guess to a degree, because it can help you, you know, stay in shape and, and in condition. So I guess, you know, in, in, in that aspect, yeah, you know, especially if you lean more towards the, you know, the action aspect of things, uh, it definitely helps. Um, but from a mental standpoint, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, a, a lot of what I learned from, from football was, uh, you know, the, the quality of just being a good man, being consistent, sportsmanship, um, the idea of being able to work with a team and uh, just completely removing your ego out of yourself, you know, whether you were a startup player or whether you were more of a bench rider, it really didn't matter. You know, if you're a part of the team, your family, um, boxing was a bit different because it was more of an isolation form of combating in a sense to where you really end up discovering and figuring out that it's not you against somebody else. It's always you against you. You know, you, you will always be your biggest critic. You will always be your own worst enemy, but at the later part of it, when you rise to the occasion, you end up becoming your greatest source of strength and you end up becoming your best friend. So in a sense, you know, applying that to uh, the, the arts, uh, it definitely helped out because as you and I both know, you know, the, the entertainment industry is very cutthroat. It, it's uh, at times it can be very frustrating. I've heard no more times in this than anything else in my life. You know, so getting used to that, growing some thick skin, just like it is when you take those hard hits and those tough tackles and those losses and those points and, you know, not winning state championships, you know, not winning Friday night games, you know, or losing just random sparring matches. You know, it uh, it all teaches you how to take your losses as a man and to keep moving forward, to not be so self-deprecating, but understanding this is all part of the growth and the change. So in essence, it teaches you not to quit, even though that's probably the one thing you feel like doing. I like that. That's very philosophical on your part, Reese. And it, it, the way you described it, I think, is, is really just I, almost like word for word, the, the probably uh, the most accurate thing about an actor's mindset about, you know, that you're, you're in it for you, you you're, that you're your worst critic. And I've, and I've spoken with a lot of actors where, you know, they'll, 
they'll kind of get hard on themselves and they say, well, you know what, we're going to learn and I'm going to do it better. And, you know, the more I move on, I'm going to take in more. Right. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've seen myself, uh, and, and, and certain takes or, or rushes, like, you know, you'll shoot a scene and then later on, uh, you know, after that take, or, you know, the next day you'll come in and you'll see the work that you, that you did from the day before, or, you know, uh, maybe an hour or a couple of minutes beforehand. And then, you know, there's been times I've looked at myself and I was like, you know, that's not that bad. And there's been some times I'm like, <laughs> that's not, that's not me. That's not me. Let's just go ahead and, and, and get rid of that because I didn't do that. And they're like, yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's, that's, de- that's definitely you. So like, like, like the, the, like the cool part about it is, is like, you know, you, you kind of get into this room where you kind of break outside of yourself because you stop focusing so much on what other people think. And then that's when the real magic happens and you start focusing more on yourself and what's actually going on in that scene with that person or those groups of people. And then that's when the magic happens. You know, that's when the spontaneity kicks in and that's where the creativity really starts to uh, create a life of its own in a sense. And that's, that's when acting becomes fun. That's where it becomes addicting. And it's like, you know, I want to do that again. You know, it's, 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 it's incredible, Jim. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I feel like we're on set right now. This is great, man. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's very similar to like when I hear with people, when they start off with podcasting and the first thing they always say is, I don't like the sound of my voice. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> You're hearing something completely different from what everybody else hears. And you, you got to get past that mm-hmm. because then if you, when you get self-conscious, like same thing with acting, like, Oh, I didn't look right in that scene. Then, you know, you, you just getting stuck in your own head and nothing moves forward. No, you're absolutely right. And I, I'm, and to, to add to what you're saying, Jim, you know, I'm a firm believer that, uh, first of all, number one, what other p- people really think about, me or in generalizing you is is none of my business people are going to think whatever they want to think everybody's always going to have an opinion and that's just the way that it is you know look no look no closer than just looking at yourself in the mirror and you're going to have more opinions about yourself really than more so than anybody else in your life so it's just all about how you see things but acting in itself really kind of helped me break out of that uh modeling did too because I've taken some really, really nice pictures and I've taken some that I'm just like, yeah, we're not using that. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes those, those are the ones that ended up actually being the best ones were, were actually some of the ones that I really didn't care for too much. Some of the ones that I did like, you know, were actually the ones that didn't really book me any further projects, you know? So it's, you know, Having having variety and having a, 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 a bigger, what I would like to call like a mesh up, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just the, the, the one thing that I encourage myself all the time and I encourage, you know, everybody that's in the industry and people that are, uh, you know, aspiring actors, models, actresses is, you know, to just never forget, you know, don't worry so much about that final destination, but to just enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, taking the growth uh, to, to give yourself patience. But most importantly, have fun just have fun with it and don't take it so serious because guess what a hundred years from now you're not even going to be here so what does it matter all that's going to matter is that while you were here that you enjoyed it so there it is you know you never know whatever it is that you work on and you do and you create is going to inspire a whole nother generation so that's kind of like the aspect that I try to I try to view it as you know 
What made you decide to get into modeling? Did you think that was going to kind of lead to an acting career or you just wanted to first be a model and then you decided later on you wanted to be an actor? That's actually, you know, you actually hit the nail on the head the first time. Um, you know, I heard I heard a lot growing up, you know, well, you, know, you should get your son into modeling. Um, so uh, I shot for that first. Originally, I wanted to do acting first. Okay. But then I was kind of like, you know, well, what better way to get comfortable in front of the camera than to get into modeling first and then try to use that as an applicator or catalyst, if you will, to try to break into acting. But the difference is, is that acting is completely different from modeling. And it, it took me roughly about three years to figure that out. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it, is, it is way different. Modeling does help in a sense, yes. But, you know, acting is that's a completely different realm, you know, way different. What was your first acting gig? My very first acting gig uh, was actually with uh, Ryan Daddy, the gentleman that uh, filmed and produced uh, Social Credit that we just wrapped this past December. Okay. Uh, we shot this back in 2016, and I played uh, the pretty boy, successful young men in his flick called Fatherhood, uh, which is an independent film about the, uh, the tiresome and uh, almost angst life that comes with the uh, uh, um, Kevin Kevin is amazing actor um, he uh, he plays a father in the film and basically the whole premise is, is that he just kind of gets uh, depressed in the sense of not retaining and just wanting his youth back what he ends up doing throughout the course of that film is, uh, is, is shocking in a sense but very inspiring too because it's all about it's all about perspective. Um, that's really why I chose to work with Ryan and Kevin on that film. It was really really cool. And even though my part was only, I'd probably say maybe thirty seconds long, but it was just amazing just to be on set and to work and to uh, get my feet wet. In a sense, it was awesome. It, it was probably a big slap of reality. It's like, wait a minute, I don't have to just stand still. I have to react, you know, and interact. Oh, dude, I was so nervous, man. And the thing is, like, me and Ryan, me and, like, Ryan's one of my best friends. And, you know, that didn't, that didn't help at all when we got on set because he went from, he literally went from us being friends to now, you know, okay, you know, I need you on your cue. You know what I'm saying? I need you to be on point. Uh, don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, fix your shirt. Uh, come here real quick. Uh, what's up with your hair? Yeah, brush that down just a little bit, um, you know, fluffy or still a little bit. There's just like so many like, you know, tedious things that go into uh, just every little scene and detail of, of, of a film. And it's, it's crazy because when you, when you sit back and you look at it, it looks like it was just so easy, very, very well polished. But that one scene that I shot with him ended up taking us almost 10 hours of shoot. <laughs> And that, that was a part to me that was so that was so bizarre about it because it was take after take after take after take. You know, we're doing wide shots, small shots, close ups, uh, behind the back, over the shoulder. Like there was just so much that went into it. And when I finally saw it, I was like, we sat outside in the middle of the heat for 10 hours for literally 30 seconds to less of footage. I was like, wow, I'm ready to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Now I understand why it took Lord of the Rings two years. There were a lot of little hobbits that they had to get in the, in the shot, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so working with your friend, uh, now you said you ended up doing social credit as well. I know you said that had a, like a really profound effect on you. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're going to make it personal, you might as well shoot for it. Um, like I said before, you know, my, my, my coming into this, uh, it's, it's not traditional. 
Um, been a lot of ups and downs, been a lot of long nights, uh, a lot of discouragement, self-doubt. And um, I finally reached a place to where I just had to just decide and make up in my mind if I was going to stay committed to this. So I just made a promise to myself that I was in this for the long haul. And no matter what happens, that I was going to I was just going to stick with it and just, just decide that, you know, the journey was more important than the destination. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget, I was uh, I was at home and I was sitting outside and I was listening to some music and I got an, a random email from Ryan around three o'clock in the afternoon. I'll never forget this. It was on a Thursday and it was beautiful outside. This is back in 2019. And uh, I got the script emailed and he, he followed it up with a text message saying, uh, just check it out, read the script. And uh if you feel like this is something that you like to participate in, you know, just audition and send me in your tape and uh, we'll go from there. And I read the script immediately. And I picked up the phone and I called him. I was like, bro, we got to do this. I was like, this is, this is, this is awesome. And the, the, the part about it that uh, really drew me into it was the fact that my character um, in the film, he loses so much. Um, he, he loses in a sense, like it, it almost strips you of your motivation, uh, almost even, you know, your identity and, uh, your sense of self-worth. And my character has to dig really, really deep to figure out how he's going to overcome the situation. Most of which, you know, all of us at certain points, um, in our lives, you know, we all deal with that. Um, you know, how do we move on, you know? Um, but I think most importantly, uh, the message that really stuck out to to me was uh, the letting go. And sometimes I find that's one of the, that's one of the hardest things as, as humans for us to do is just to let go. And that for me was uh, the definitive factor that really pulled me into it. Um, in a lot of ways too, uh, in that of being a, an independent film, it took us almost a little over a year to complete something that at most would have only taken us two months and, you know, uh, those of us that were part of this uh, amazing project, we got super close with each other and we developed a really good working relationship. We, we got to learn more about each other and you could really feel the emotion and the intensity during certain scenes that we shot um, just because of how uh, surreal everything was and the emotion and the depth that uh, Ryan as a director and a producer brought to it. And literally every every word every letter that was on that damn script, it, it, it stuck out. And uh, I think the reason why we all came together to do this is because we found a little bit of ourselves um, in this story, especially uh, uh, myself. <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, very uh, eye-opening because as soon as we got on the set the first day, I got super nervous. So I was like, man, it's here. Like it's the first day and it was absolutely freezing cold outside. And I got super nervous and then it all just kind of clicked and came in because of every experience that I've been through uh, in my life up until this point, it completely applied to uh, what I was going to deliver um, for my character. So what, what exactly is the movie about in a little summary? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you asked, Jim. Um, social credit is, uh, it's, a, it's about, this is in a kind of a futuristic um, not so much post-apocalyptic, but basically uh, Western civilization ends up adopting more of a communistic uh, fashion of uh, governing its, its people and its citizens. 
and uh, social credit is implemented uh, to all of its citizens as a means of controlling everyone. So if you do not have a uh, an efficient or the proper social credit score, uh, you cannot talk to certain people that is uh, blood related, family included. Uh, you can't apply for certain jobs. Uh, you can't buy, sell, trade anything. Uh, you cannot have a life in a sense. Um, so that's that's pretty much what, what social credit's about. But the story follows my character, Quan, who's going through all of these different uh, levels of challenges and is still trying to figure out how he can retain uh, his insanity, how he can retain his, uh, his well-being, but also s- stay alive uh, during this process of these uh, very uh, scary and uh, in-depth changes that are taking place. And uh, it was it was a wild ride. I can definitely tell you that. But um, it's one that, uh, I guess in a weird kind of way, there's some very uh, intricate and symbolic references to it because it kind of feels culturally relevant to what's going on now with the pandemic mm-hmm. and what's going on. Um, what's, what's so weird about it is that uh, I got the script from Ryan about this literally a year before COVID actually hit. As a matter of fact, our first day of filming, that's when they initiated the uh, the two-week uh, shutdown quarantine protocol. And that was actually our first day of filming. <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. It was as if that script in itself came to life. You know, cannot, cannot make this up. It was crazy. Okay, so we're, we're safe to say that you're, you're going to be on the small screen soon in Dusk Till Dawn? We haven't, we haven't started production on it just yet. Um, I'm uberly excited about this because, you know, I love superheroes. Um, I love the, uh, the fantasy aspect of, uh, you know, villains and, you know, different characters, vampires, werewolves. Um, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for cinema in that sense. Um, it's uh, supposed to be being shot for about 45 episodes. Uh, production for it hasn't started yet, but upon completion, hopefully we can find uh, a very, very good uh, home for it. Uh, hopefully that'll be via Amazon Prime, Netflix. Uh, that's what the ultimate goal is right now at this point with this. Uh, and that would be post-production-wise. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Dust Till Dawn. And I have another project, uh, another independent film called uh, The Bridge coming up that I'm super excited about that one, too. So, Can you talk about yeah. that or not, not just yet? <laughs> It's, it's, it's a weird kind of a bizarre story about uh, two friends that are trying to, they basically come to a, uh, 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 an ending point with their lives. So it's, it's kind of like a, a weird racing story of who's going to get to the end first. So this is kind of where we kind of drop this cloak and this uh, suffocating feeling of fear. And we just adopt the whole premise of just living life truthfully, honestly, and with no regrets and no, no fear and no shame. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> All right. So you got a pretty full plate coming up for you. Yes, yes, yes. Love to, I love to stay busy. Love to stay busy. Love to stay busy. Before uh, we started recording, I, I enjoyed what you said. I was wondering if you could bring that back. Uh, when you said as being an actor, where you kind of take in all these experiences and it becomes one big web of all different experiences. I think acting in a sense is being able to see your own life, but from a, from a third perspective kind of lens. So it's kind of like the ghost in the shell in a sense, or the ghost in the machine. And, uh, 
you know, you, you work on different projects and, and, and uh, you know, with different people. And then you, you kind of get to sit back over time and you get to see this tapestry, you know, come together in this, uh, this massive body of, of, of art. And what's so, um, in my opinion, what's really peculiar about it is that more often times than not, a lot of the roles that you end up choosing in some weird philosophical and spiritual kind of way, they're very much connected to your own life. And uh, the the growth that that comes with your experiences, um, they they end up being a bit uh, translucent with your actual performance in your in your art, which I find to be very uh, compelling, very helpful, um, and even also at times uh, very hard to deal with. Even especially uh, when it comes to something that's very uh, emotional, whether you're suffering loss or you know death or pain. Um, the, the parts of life that uh, a lot of us find very, very difficult to talk and open up about. And I feel like, uh, you know, acting is a, is a very good way to, uh, to be able to express yourself, even if you don't want to go to that place to, to actually talk about those things. It just kind of gives you the ability to let it out in a sense, you know, in a more, uh, construct, in a more constructive and artistic manner, you know. Kind of like the, you know, you don't really have to talk about it. You can kind of just live it in a better way, in a sense. One thing that I always like to ask actors, and I'm going to give you the choice on this one. You can a- answer any or, any or all of the choices. Is is there either a dream role you would have loved to have had in either a movie or TV show, uh, an actor or actress that you would have liked to work with, or a director that you would have loved to work with in your up, up and coming career. <laughs> he just lit up. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an awesome question. That's a, that's an awesome question. Um, as far as directors go, oh my God, there's so many amazing ones out there. Um, I would definitely have to say a dream director for me would be Scorsese. Um, I love his films. I love uh, his I just love him, man. Um, his 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 body of art and his work is just uh, it, it's incredible. He's 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 legendary. Uh, the likes of him, uh, Peter Jackson, uh, Spielberg. It, oh God, there's just, there, there's so many. I would like to work with all the greats. Um, as far as actors are concerned, I would love the opportunity to work with Tom Cruise. I think that would be uh, incredibly influential motivational. Uh, Tom's uh, movie, The Firm, was actually the first film that I saw him in. And I remember being five years old watching that, thinking to myself, damn, that'd be badass to be a lawyer. You know, (laughs) It, it was it was wild. And then from there, you know, I saw the rest of his films. And by that time, you know, I had gotten up to Top Gun and uh, Days of Thunder. And, you know, I sat down and I just remember being eight years old, asking my dad one day, I was like, so I was like, dad, what is it that he does? Like, what does he do? Because he's, you know, he's a lawyer and now he's a race car driver. And, you know, now he's a fighter pilot. Uh, what, what, how does he do this? How does he have all these jobs? And he said, well, son, he's an actor. And from there, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I would love, I was like, I would love to do that, you know? And that's when it started. So literally for me, from the time, I was eight years old. I knew that this is what, you know, I would love to do in my life as, as a career. So as far as actor is concerned, I would definitely love to uh, 
work with Tom Cruise, definitely love to work with Scorsese. Uh, Dream Roll, I honestly couldn't put a lid or a label on it, but I would like for it to be, be something that motivates, drives, and pushes people to become the best versions of themselves and to challenge and face their fears. To me, that would be, that would be, that would be an awesome dream role. You've been very philosophical in this interview recently. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering before we wrap it up, if you have any uh, advice to some up and coming actors who want to do what you're doing and maybe like, and like you said, there's maybe one day your stuff will be in, inspiring to them as well. I would say to anybody that is up and coming, uh, you know, very much so like myself, famous words of my instructor, Linda Watt. Hey, Linda. Um, she always told me anytime I had questions about anything, anytime I got frustrated, I started doubting myself. The only thing that she would tell me was to do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. You never, you never reach a point in a place where you, you stop learning, you stop growing and uh, you feel like you become the master and you figured it out. Um, even in this life, um, you know, we're not here forever. So I think it's just more important to realize you know, what you want, what you want to do. And then from there, you chip away at it and you fine tooth it and you take full ownership of it and you hold yourself accountable to what you want to do and how you're going to get there and watch little by little, your dreams really do manifest themselves and they come into fruition. And those things that feel like they're just off in some far distant, obscure future start to uh, materialize in your life. And it's one of the most incredible relishing feelings in the world to actually see your hard work and your in your vision and your dream become one thing but i feel like it starts with you as a person and i tell people all the time the best relationship you ever have with anyone on this planet is the one that you have with yourself so for me personally it just comes down to to you to you as a person and you as an individual it's like i said you know it's not so much of of, of who you are. We all know who we are. I think uh, what confuses us sometimes is not so much of who more so than it is of what. And I think that's where the the change and the growth and the experience and the learning comes into play. So for those that doesn't matter if you're, you're acting or you're wanting to go to college or being a parent, no matter what it is, put your whole heart into it. You put your whole heart into it. You keep God first you be good to yourself and you get to other people, the opportunities are going to always be there. They're always going to come. But I think when people start to realize and see that they themselves are the opportunity, that's when the magic happens. So that would be my advice. <laughs> Definitely a, a very inspiring point to uh, wrap this interview on. His name, Reese Brown. You guys got to keep an eye open for him. And uh, when we see some stuff, we'll, we'll share it on Sharp Illusion in social media, so you will follow this man's career. And uh, we wish nothing but the best for you, my friend. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Absolutely, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to definitely doing this again. And to uh, all your viewers and your listeners, it's been a pleasure. Jim, you are amazing and you are incredible. You are love, sir. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you. Be a rebel. Follow the show at Share Pollution on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hey, thanks so much to Reese for coming on down to the Sherpa Screening Room. And thank you so much for listening and spending a little time right here on the Sherpa Screening Room. Next week, 
we go back to too many podcasts and it's a real treat next week. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the financial podcast, Stacking Benjamins, but we will be talking to the host, a guy named Joe Saul Sihai. And this was a real treat getting to know Joe. He's got a massively popular podcast and he was a really super nice guy. And he got to talk to me, a guy with like a couple of downloads. Wow. I am truly honored, but it's a lot of fun and we got to get to know him a little bit and uh, had a really great time. So make sure you tune in next week on this podcast app or one of your other favorite podcast apps or my website, sharpolution.com. You can do that too. It's all there. It's everywhere. You cannot escape Jim the Podcast Sherpa. Trust me. Oh, am I getting a little silly? Yes, I am. Okay, Mr. Bruce. We got to clean up this popcorn and then we are out of here. Viva la Sherpolution, everybody. We will see you next week. And don't forget, subscribe, share the podcast, and leave me a nice review, please. Please, please, please. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sherpa Screening Room. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. I'm Mr. Bruce, and this has been a Sherpa Loose Studios production. Viva la Sherpolution.